Let's pray. Father eternal, your name is glorified, exalted in our hearts. We thank you for fellowship tonight. Our hearts are ready to receive. We receive understanding into your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus we do not live here the same. By the chance of your word, we do get light. We get understanding to the same. We are transformed, metamorphosed, into the same image of your son. Have it your way and do it your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want everyone to be able to get the very best out of tonight because there is much more the Lord will do, right? So don't just be a spectator, be a participator, right? Don't just be here and be distracted. This is going to be one of the most important sermons you ever hear in your work. Now, not to exaggerate, you know, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. And not to exaggerate the extent of the theology that will be communicated, or the truth of God's word that will be communicated. But then, in the expressions of these words, in the expressions of these languages from God's word, it will not just be a communication is going to be an experience. The, the book of James, the apostle said that do not just be um, hearers of the word, deceiving your very own self, but be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers of the word. So, how do you deceive yourself? You deceive yourself by hearing the word and not doing the word. You deceive yourself by filling your heart with information and not substancing the information that was brought to your heart or not bringing, not experiencing the theophany of the theology. That is having the experience of what was taught, right? It is God's will for you to experience him. One of the many things I've said even concerning I've thought before concerning the salvation or this faith that we've been brought into is that it's the experience of God. You know, Christianity is the experience of God. We've been brought into experiencing God. In the book of John chapter 1, John the Revelator would write that of his fullness have we all received Grace for grace of his fullness. That is what we have received. An experience upon experience. I sometimes sit down and begin to wonder how the days of Apostle Paul looked like. You know, who did I share with? Was it with all the leaders? Or I was talking to one of you. And I shared with you a, a picture of where Apostle Paul wrote the book of Romans from. Was it with the leaders? I was talking one of you well it was you know over this week i was just doing some study and there was a picture that was you know where he wrote the book of romans from it was a dangling prison it was just a solid prison i'll i'll try and find a picture and send it to as many of you as possible then from this prison this man could write um for all things work together for good. I hope everyone can hear me. And my voice is very much clearer today, right? Yes, please. Amazing. So from this prison, Apostle Paul could write, and we know that all things work together for good. Such an abundance and experience of God. It can only be an experience of God that would castrate your hearts that regardless the circumstance you find yourself, you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. As a student, you know, some time ago, you have many assignments. You have to catch, you have to go to work. 
you probably have to still attend meetings. You have, you have a lot to juggle with. But you do not miss any. For those of you who were here on Thursday, when my father in the Lord was here, you see, he shared with us not having any excuse, but you're able to juggle every responsibility made available to you. Alright, say precious Holy Spirit, I'm ready. Oh, I want Say, 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 precious, 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 holy spirit, spirit, I'm ready. ready. Oh, say it once again. Say, holy ghost. Holy ghost. Holy ghost. I'm glad you are here. I'm glad, I'm glad you, are here. you are here. Thank you for giving me understanding. Thank you for giving, you for giving me understanding. Into your word. All right. You see, is it is the Holy Spirit who who brings us the experience of God. So Jesus Christ, our Lord, when he was living, he said that, I'll not leave you fatherless. And after things said, when I told you I'm not leaving, it means I never left. So when Jesus Christ, our Lord, said, I will not leave you fatherless, he never left. Now, he's not, he's not in the bodily form as human, but he's in the bodily form as spirit, dwelling in all of so the Holy Spirit, like, you know, Pastor Benny will say, is Jesus unlimited, right? Is Jesus unlimited, unlimited. So now Jesus is limitless. How the apostle would come and say in the book of Romans chapter 1, reading from the verse 9 coming down, he said that it is my joy. I, I would that I would be able to come to you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to make you strong. Then he went on to say that we may share in communion. So whenever we meet like this, one of the many things that happen is that there is a sharing of communion. Like my father in the Lord said on Thursday, he said online has never been an issue for God because there is no distance in the realm of the spirits. All right. Now, I want to share something very important, very important. I want you to lend me your hearts, not only your ears, for the next few minutes. But we will pray. I'll pray for some people, and we have our way out of here. I also start by saying that you know it is God's will, God's design that everything will grow. Everything made by God is made important to grow. Anything made by man do not have the natural order of growth. Now, look at this. Everything made by God with time grow. Everything made by man with time diminishes. So, in the pattern of the world, everything made by man will either appreciate or depreciate. It doesn't have the capacity of growth because it is made by man. But everything made by God has a capacity of growth or death. You know the funny thing? The funny thing is, everything made by God, if you are not growing, you are dying. You are not stable, you are dying. So, you see, the foundational point in this case of our believe the foundational point of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is that from faith to faith to faith we believe by the faith of the Son of God or of God who loves us. Let's look at Galatians 2 verse 20. Thank you precious Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter number 2 verse 20. Don't shift the screen. I want you to read from your own Bible. Can someone read it for us? Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. NKJV or KJV translation. Galatians 2 verse 20. Yes, please, sir. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. 
Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. He loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Read the KJV translation. Uh, the KJV translation. The KJV. Go on. Go on. Yes, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He loved me and gave himself for me. Okay. Oh, boy. This is a summary of our faith now. Now, we are going to break this down. Now, by the end of this service, man, you would be, you would have moved into a different I didn't hear you say that. You would have shifted, your eyes would have shifted to seeing God more perfectly. You are located transaction would have would have would have been shifted you would have moved in your knowledge of god listen he says i am crucified with christ this is the apostle's statement you see until you are able to or the lord bring you the experience of this particular scripture you're able to have the understanding of this you will struggle with your faith you will struggle you begin to compare yourself. You begin to diminish yourself. Listen, if, if you've ever been in that state, this scripture is for you. It says, I am crucified. Not I will be crucified. It says, I am crucified with Christ. What does that mean? Now, what the apostle is trying to communicate here is this. That when Jesus Christ walked on the face of the earth, until he was arrested, flogged, crucified, and died. When he was dying, we were in him. So, when Jesus was on the cross, when you look again, it wasn't just Jesus alone. He says, I am crucified with Christ. We were in Christ when he was being crucified. Now, the Bible says, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So, on that cross, there were three entities in Christ. There was God. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 18, let's look at that scripture and we'll come back to this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. Quickly read it. Mm-hmm. He said the KJV version mm-hmm. and verse 18 it says and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. has given to us the ministry of reconciliation 19 mm-hmm. it says to wit that God was in Christ reconciled was in Christ so when Jesus was on the cross the first entity we see on the cross is God. It is to wait that God Christ. So, on the cross, the first person to be crucified on the cross was God. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? I mean, Isaiah, um, Isaiah chapter number 53, it says, God laid it all on him. What does that mean? It means that when Jesus was on the cross, there was things laid on him. Let me not bombard you. So the first entity to be crucified was God. He says to wait that God was in Christ. The second entity to be crucified was sin. Someone says sin. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1, verse number 30. 
Colossians 1 verse 13. Yes, please, sir. Thank you, sir. Colossians 1 verse 13 says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? Has delivered us now. Who has delivered us from the power? I want to say this. God did not just deliver us from sin. No. He has delivered us from the power. Sin has a power. He has delivered us from the power on the cross. Sin to be sin. So on the cross, God was crucified. The second person to be crucified was sin. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? The power of darkness is sin. So on the cross, what happened was that he made him who knew no sin to be sin. So on the cross, God, Jesus, became sin. That God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. The first personality was God. The second personality was sin. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So back to Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians 2 verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. So the last entity on the cross was you. The first entity was God. The second entity was the power of darkness, which is sin. The last entity was you. So on the cross, when you look on the cross, Oh, in the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. The cross is not our glory. Till my rapture soul shall find peace beyond the river. Which river? No, tell me, tell me, tell me. No, tell No, no, no. Come and tell me. Which river? Show me, show me. Open your Bible and show me. Which, 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 which river? River London or River Manchester? Which one? Show us. You see, whenever we sing songs, right? Whenever we sing songs, our songs must align with the truth of God's word. Listen to what you are singing. Listen to it. Listen to what you are singing. Listen. Is it a truth from God's word? Oh, say no. It's a deeper revelation. There is no deeper revelation outside God's word. Listen again. There is no deeper truth outside God's word. God's word is the ultimate truth and the only truth. Everything would be measured and judged by the standard of God's word. Are you with me? Are you with me? So he says, I have been crucified with, uh, with Christ. So when Christ died, I died. When he died, you died. When, you, when, when, when he died, fornication died. When he died, the power of sin, the power of darkness died. Darkness has power. Many of you, you know, you've lived an old life before and now you are in the faith. Some of you, you probably didn't want to drink. You find yourself in the midst of friends and, oh, Charlie, one shot. Two, two shots, two shots. Three shots. Oh. <laughs> it enter, it enter, it enter with that, it enter. You see, that joy of drinking. I've never, I've never tasted alcohol in my life. I don't even know how it is. But listen, I, I had friends who drink. I saw people on Snapchat, you know, always drinking. Whenever they finish drinking, the first thing they do their face is this. When you do, you knew you would do your face like. But you kept on why? Like, why? You know, this thing entering you is destroying you. For example, those who smoke, they know the smoke will destroy them. They know it's not like they don't know. Buy the cigarette pack, it's what it's smoking destroy lungs. But they take it from what is destroyed, take it from the pack, take it within them. It is not at their own will. No, I said all this to say this. It is not that at their own will. Thing has power. So I heard a man of God say something, and it is it's so true. He said the prayer, um, the 
act of sin is the presence of the devil. The act of sin. So Adam and Eve go and eat the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. Please, not apple. They go and eat the tree. The tree was not an apple. There is no apple. They did not eat any apple. The tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. They go and eat that tree. Why? Because there was the presence of the devil. So whenever you see men commit a certain act that lead on to death, it means there is a presence of the devil invigorating them by their own desires. So if a man sins, there is a power that introduces that sin, but there is a certain desire of the man that aligns with that power that makes the man sin. So the, the apostle James will say that if any man sins, he says um, he is drawn away by his own lust. There is that your own desire that wants to already do it. So whenever I look at you know the story of Adam and Eve, when the devil came to Eve and he said, let, Let's look at it. Genesis chapter 3. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3 quickly. Genesis chapter 3. Quickly. Genesis chapter 3. Oh, this this will bless you. This will bless you. This will bless you. Thank you, my father. Genesis chapter 3. Let's start from this one. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he mm -hmm. said unto the woman, Ye have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman Read from, read from, uh, read from ESV or NLT to make the English more simple for you, okay? ELT. <laughs> oh boy, thank you, my father. Yes, yes I love you, Lord. Yes, go ahead. Yes, please, sir. Thank you, sir. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You, sh you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Six. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate, and she also. Right. Thank you. It's okay. Thank you. Now, let me let me st start by saying this: the reason why people fall into sin, number one, is because of fear. People sin because of fear, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. But he has given us a spirit of, uh -huh. what's the number one? Come on now. Bible power. studies of power, number two. Love. Love, number three. Sound mind. Sound mind. What is three? Because it is the opposite of these three that men sin. So the first one that he has given us the spirit of power. The spirit of love and the spirit of sound mind. So when we read in Genesis chapter 3, what happened in the summary of verse 1 to verse 6? When the devil came to the woman, you know, he began to say. So the first reason why he said people sin is because of fear. No, no, no. Think about it. Imagine a snake come to you. The snake did not come to bite. The snake came to talk. Some people I know, they start calling Jesus. The snake did not come to bite. The snake came to talk. And the most reason why people sin is misinformation. And you see, in the last days, which we are in now, one of the many, one of the many Choose of the enemy or of the devil today, 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 today. It's not sin. The main choice of the enemy is misinformation. 
What is misinformation? Misinformation can be anything close to the truth, but not the truth. It's not, it's not necessarily the opposite of the truth. It is close to the truth, but not the truth. For, so, for example, <laughs> recently I heard the dear man of God, with the sincerity of his heart, he said that, you know, you have to not quoting him or her verbatim, right? But he says something along the lines of you have to, you know, crucify yourself in order for you to be a priest. Then I begin to ask myself, in the book of Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, he said he has made us to be priest unto his father. So did the Bible lie when he said that he has made us to be priest? So one of the tools of the enemy, one of the reasons why people fall into the place of sin is misinformation. And that is what the devil did in Genesis chapter 3, the one we just read. The devil came to ask the woman, did God actually say? Look at verse 2 again. Look at verse 1 again, sorry. Verse 1, Genesis 3, verse 1. Let's go ahead. Yes, please. It says that the serpent was more crafty than any of the other beasts of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the wo woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? That's not what God said. God said, you shall eat of every fruit in the garden, except the fruits of the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. That is what God said. But when the devil came, the devil said, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree? That is not what God said. So what the devil said was close to the truth. It wasn't the truth. So because of that misinformation, look at the response of the woman in verse 2. Yes, please, sir. Verse 2 mm -hmm. says, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but mm -hmm. God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither in the midst of the garden. That's not what God said. That's not what God said. So one of the biggest truths of the enemy is deception. Listen, not every good thing is a God thing. Not every good thing is a God thing. When the devil came, he says, did God actually say? The devil presented a false information. And that false information casted a wrong vision on the mind of Eve. Are you all with me? Are you all with me? Are you all with me? You see, misinformation, you are better off not informed than misinformed. I want to say it again. You are better off not informed than to be misinformed. Because right now, if you ask me the directions to Manchester, and I tell you, pass through Glasgow. When you get to Glasgow, you see a Manchester tree there. Enter that Manchester tree, you get to London. And when you come back to London, you see the Eiffel Tower. Then you enter to misinformed. I have reroute. Listen, misinformation can reroute your life forever that you miss God's plan for your life. What is the truth? What is God's truth for misinformation? Sound mind. What did I say is God's, God's truth for misinformation? Sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind in what sense? Because, listen, I heard a horror oh boy. This, this blessed me. A man of God said that if God has given you sound mind, but to see the soundness of your mind, you must be careful the sound that enters your mind. That was so powerful. God has given us sound mind, but to see the soundness of your mind, you must be careful the sound that you allow in your mind. Misinformation can reroute your life forever. Many people have been buried because they heard a certain information from their pastor that was a misinformation. Recently, I heard the news from, I think, was it Kenya or Congo? Let's blame our Congo people. Let's blame Congo this. If you're Congolese, don't fight me. Okay? I love you. Anyways, a dear man of God went to the bush, you know? The bush with his... <laughs> the bush. He went to the bush with his people. And they were doing... Was it a hundred days dry fasting or something? 
And the reason why they were doing the 100 days dry fasting was because the man of God said, God told him, my dear beloved, today the man of God and all his members has been buried. Misinformation. Misinformation. Listen, let me tell you this. Be careful what you hear and who you hear from. Be careful what you hear and who you hear from. Sit down. Let me tell you this. Sit down every day. Open your Bible. Read it. Sit down. Don't just say, I've listened to a sermon. The last time I was telling the leaders, even if you listen to me, please, when you are done, go and open your own Bible. Cross check what I said. Don't just believe anything. Let me show you a certain group of people. When Paul the Apostle taught them, the Bible said when he finished, Bereans, that was their name, when he, fin when he finished, they went and fact-checked or cross-checked what was said. Misinformation would misinform your life. It would rule out your destiny. It would transform your destiny into nothingness. So, the second reason why people sin is misinformation. The next thing is their own desires. People fall into the place of sin because of their own desires. When the devil after has said all what he will say to Eve, in the verses of Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says that the woman saw the woman saw the tree was good for food. That the tree and that it was delighted to the eyes or a delight to the eyes. It was a delight. So by the woman's own desires, men did not fall because of the devil alone. Men fell because of their own desires also. God gave man every tree in the garden. Just one, just one, don't touch it. That is what men want. Their own desires. Man, see fracasan deliverance. Says delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Most true for your desires. This is a word. This is word. You can transform your desires. You have been having sexual thoughts. You've been having any kind of thoughts that comes to your mind. Contrary to your new mind in Christ, you can be it can be persisting and it can be put aside when your desires are checked. The book of James he says a man is drawn away by his own desires. You are drawn away by what you desire to do, what you've been looking at. If you don't want to do, don't look at it. You are saved, but you still have friends on probably Snapchat, Instagram that you follow, and these friends are still, you know, bashing up, you know, going to the club. Your desires, what you are doing is that whatever you see is a seed planted in you. I want to say it again. Whatever your eyes see is a seed planted in you. If your desire Desires are not fed by God's word. Listen, you are you are just a car without a brake. You are waiting to crash. Many of God's people, after you get saved, what's next? What next? He says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of God that what will happen? You may grow thereby. It is God's plan for growth. Growth is not by time. Growth is by intention. You have to be intentional about your growth. Give it your prayer time. Pray alone. Listen. Man, God has taught me this over the years. Over the years. If you like, be, be my mom. Right? If you like, be my mom. And be my mom's best friend. And be my dad. Be my dad's best friend. Call me in my prayer time. Then you can knock you away and go back and pray. I'll let you go back and pray. Do not let anyone come between you and your God. I say it again. Do not let anyone, anyone come between you and your God. Value, not your, the, value the relationship you have with God above every other relationship. If any man, Jesus Christ said, if your eyes causes you to sin, he said, pluck it out. 
It is better to enter the kingdom of heaven with one eye than to go to hell with two eyes. What was Jesus trying to say? What he was trying to say is that if anything causes you to stumble, put out, value what he has given you. That is the access, direct access to God. Value it. God willing, as I do at the end of every year, the end of this year, I'll be sharing with you God's plan for the coming year. God started teaching me. One of the many things, it's okay, I'll not tell you. I'll tell you when it's time. Otherwise, when I tell you right now, you, you will not hear what I have to say. <laughs> but you see, don't get out. Set your desires right by God's word. Sit down, open the scriptures, search the scriptures, search the scriptures, put your phone down. You see, there's this documentary I watched. Mm. Thank you, my father. There's this documentary I watched. It's called Social Dilemma or something. I've forgotten that name. And this documentary, the, the end of this documentary is this. How... how People who produce technology, their plan was to reroute or re, um, redirect or change the life of men. All right? All right. So, in this documentary, you know, they spoke about how the big giant technological people, their plan was to reroute or change the life of men. Now, who here you have noticed this? When you don't have your phone in your hands, right? Let's say you don't have your phone in your hands and your phone is there, but notific random notifications can pop up. Like someone sent you an email three days ago and they will just send you a reminder on your phone. You haven't viewed this email. Now, the reason why they do that is not reason, it's not really for the email, but it is to get you back on your phone. So in this doc the summary of this documentary is that how phone alone, not even social media, phone alone is a distraction to the life of men. Phone alone is a distraction to the life of men. Listen, let me let me tell you this. Search the scriptures. Sit, sit down. Search the scriptures. Listen, I remember some time ago when God told me, and I've said this with you before, he said, never let a day go without you hearing from him. How do you hear from God? Through the scriptures. Never let a day go. I remember um, somewhere along this year, God told me, he said, Larry, never miss a day of fellowship. Because the intent of God for your life is nothing outside his word. The intent of God for your life is nothing outside this world. Your desires can be distracted. The many things you're worried about. Let me say this. This week I saw this trend and probably many of you have already watched it. I'll say it anyways. There was this dear man of God, you know. He's a bishop. He used to be in Satanism and now he's in the faith. And he was sharing a testimony. Listen, I love testimonies. He says, we overcame him by the blood of the lamp and by the word of our testimony. Now, that scripture has often been misused. The word of our testimony is not what God did in your life, no. The word of our testimony is what God did through Christ Jesus. That is it. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, as beautiful as that is, it can be watched. Don't get me wrong. You can watch it. You can learn a few things from it. But that is not God's way for learning. Are you all with me? Are you all with me? I've not watched it. I saw part of the clip and he was talking. And it was true. It is actually true. It is actually true. There are Satanists. Don't get me wrong. There are things in this world. If you think there is no power, come. I'll take you to a place in Ghana called Nogopo. That place, people can dry their clothes by putting it in water. The clothes will come out of water dried. That is power. People demonstrate things there. There is there are powers of darkness in this world. Do not be do not be deceived. But you see, God's ultimate plan is that He says that men may come to know Him 
and know him alone through his word. He says that newborn babes desire the sincere milk of God that he may grow thereby. God's pattern for growth is the intentionality of study of this word, continuing prayer. I want to say this. The devil do not care or do not mind you praying if you are praying outside God's will. I remember some time ago, I had finished praying personally. Personally, I had finished praying for... It was a long hours, right? It was a long hours. Now, when I finished praying, man, I was so happy. Lord, boy, boy I have I have prayed. When I say I have prayed, I mean I have prayed. I lie on the ground, shake my leg, ah, then shake my head, ah, then, you know, my belly will be shaking, you know, you'll be vibrating. All the eons in you will be vibrating. When I was done praying, the only question I heard was, what did you pray about? I sat there and I wanted to cry. Oh my God. <laughs> you see, so the devil do not mind you praying even when the summary of all what you did was nothing. The summary of all what you did, the summary of all. So listen, how do I pray in God's will? Steady God's word. You know God's will. Be a student of the word. Be a student of God. Be a student of God. Say, I'm a student of God. I'm a student of God. I'm a student of God. It's God's plan for your life. Back to Galatians. Hey, you didn't even get anywhere. Okay, back to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Let's finish this. Then. We can pray because I want to pray for. Manus today, and I want to pray for Lavina today. It's Lavina here. I'm going to pray for everybody, right? I'm going to pray for everybody. I want to pray for Junior as well. My goodness, live us Saturday. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. So I've shared with us, you know, how the crucifixion with Christ means. So repeat after me, when he died, I died. When he died, I died. So when he died, I died. The next, the next statement the apostle made was that he says, "Nevertheless, I live." Oh boy, say I live. Nevertheless, I live. Oh, say it again. I live. I live. No, when the apostle says you live, you see, many people are dead living things. So they walk on as though they are living, but they are dead. The trinity of your living is that you are, you are, number one, you have been saved. Number two, you are in fellowship. A dying man or a dying Christian is a Christian without a fellowship in life. Now, fellowshipping with God's word, which I've buttressed that point. Number two, fellowshipping with God's saints. You are saved, yes, but you are not the only saved man on earth. God wants you in a family. The last time I taught the leaders this, we, we have houses in this house. God is a father. And we all have been brought into the fellowship of the son. So we are now called sons in the faith. It says, to them that believe, to them that, you know, believe on his name, gave he power to be called sons. So we are now sons. I am a son of God. I am a son, I of, am God. A son of God. The girls don't I know. Am a son of God. I am a son say, of God. Say, I'm not a guy. Hi, do I say that? So? I am a son of God. Someone who's secretly in Brazil. I am a son of God. I am a son of God. I am a son of God. So, fellowship with the saints. God wants you to belong to a family. He wants you to belong to a church where you are committed, where you are growing, where you are fellowshipping. What the apostle said, he says, in Christ, you have many instructors, but you have only one father. Many instructors, but only one father. He says, in Christ, I have begotten ye all. Who does that mean? It means that there can be many food that can be eating outside your house that will satisfy you but the priority of god is that you have a home where you eat from denominations let me say this oh boy i saw this on twitter there it's just pastor nelson said it's just terrorists may i believe it's just al-qaeda twitter al-qaeda 
Christians are created. Now, denominations is God's plan for the church. Because if all of us were listening to one man, or one man of God, let me say this, the church would be in a ditch. Why? Because he says every joint must supply. Every joint. That's what the scripture said. Every joint must supply. But you as an individual, in as much as you have many instructors, you should have a place where you call home. This is my home. This is where I fellowship. This is where God's word is taught in my heart. This is where I am growing. Nevertheless, he says, um, um, nevertheless, I'm living. Where am I living from? You see, the devil's plan for destruction, the devil's plan for destroying is isolation. When Judas betrayed the Lord Jesus, what he did was that he isolated himself from the rest of the saints, um, the rest of the apostles. The next thing we heard, Judas had committed suicide. Why? Because the withdrawal from the from the saints is a withdrawal from God. God wants you to be growing among the saints. Are you all with me? Are you all with me, please? Are you all with me? Are you all with me? So Peter also, bear in mind, two people betrayed the Lord. Actually, all his disciples betrayed him. But there were two significant ones who betrayed him. Judas and Peter. Peter, after his betrayal, went back to fishing with Andrew. That is, he had the fellowship with the saints. When Jesus Christ came back, he restored him. But when Judas, after he had betrayed him, he wanted to be alone. And out of that loneliness, the devil got rid of him. Not only did he not kill and steal him, he destroyed him by letting him commit suicide. Are you with me? Are you with me? So, you see, God's plan is for you to grow. But this growth, there are patterns in it. And the, one of the patterns is that fellowshipping with the saints is God's pattern for your growth in the faith. I attend the closer family, you know. You join, and it's not like you 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 have a committed church. You know, this this is fellowship. You you can be committed here. It is okay, you see. But you join at your own will. You join, turn on your videos. Your videos are not on. Fill, take your notebook. Your notebook is not on. You are deceiving yourself. Not me. You are deceiving yourself because look at what I've shared with us today. I've shared God's word with us. I've taught us God's word. God has brought us his mind. If you were writing down notes, when I am done, go back to that notes. Okay, he said this, he said this, he said this. Check with the scriptures. God's plan for growth, you see, is this, fellowshipping with the saints. It is never the way I live. Now, let's look at the last part, then we're going to do it one end. Oh, the power of God is burning in me. Good job, brothers. Thank you, my father. He says, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Someone say, but Christ lives in me. But Christ lives oh, in me. Christ lives in me. Is it only two people? But Christ lives in me. But, but Christ, Christ, Christ lives in me. I want you to say it with joy. Say it with joy. Say, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. Say it with joy once again. Say it with joy once again. But Christ lives in me. Have the embodiment of God in me. Have the embodiment of God in me. God dwells in me. God dwells in me. Power. In His all power. With His all power. With His all glory. With His all glory. God lives in me. God, God with me. Me. Life is glorious. My life is glorious. That's it. Life is ever glorious. My life is ever glorious. I grow every day. I go every day. I go confessing this for it to come to pass. No, that's that's my life. <laughs> that's my that's life. My life. Yeah, that's that's your life too. That's my life. 
we don't say good. No, we say this as the truth of our life. If you are a girl, you say that I'm a girl. But me, as I'm glorious, I say it, I'm glorious. I'm glorious. I have a I'm glorious. I'm glorious. I'm glorious. I'm glorious. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you believe that you are glorious? Yes. yes. That? Yeah, you are glorious. You see this? Nevertheless, it says, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. You see, this is the truth. That makes have you heard the statement that Christianity is hard? Oh no, this thing is this faith is hard. It's really hard. It is hard when you decide to do it on your own. But it is easier, not just easy, easier when you rely on the strength of Christ from your inside, not your strength. So the sign of our faith, if I'm going to live in holiness, I'm going to live in purity, I'm working in righteousness, I'm working in a knowledge of the truth of God, I'm working in abundance of revelation, yet not I, but Christ. Oh, I've been trying to live pure. You don't try to live pure, you just live pure. How? But Christ. Today, I was on the phone with someone, you know, and this woman was coughing on the Coughing, 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 coughing. And this person asked me, I'm going to pray for her. I said, Go ahead. He held the hands and prayed for her. The woman did not cough again for the next 10 minutes on the train before she left. Let's not I but Christ. 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 There is something in your body that needs not to be in your body. You are not feeling well. There's a sickness in. Do not worry about the demon. Let them do what they can try to do. But yes, not I, but Christ. I've said this, and I'll continue to say, a pain, no sickness can stay in my body for three days. Wrong destination. Wrong destination. My bank account cannot be dry for three days continuous. No, money come, money come. It is going to respond to you, yet not I, but Christ. So the strength of every believer is that Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The serious embodiment of the office of the Christ, of the office of Jesus in me, the hope of glory. What did the doctor say? What did the school say? How many jobs were you rejected? I bring you this good news. What is this good news? Let's not you but Christ. The assurance that I am saved. You are not living pure to be saved. You are not living holy to be saved. You are not living um trying not to sin to be saved. No, you are saved because it's not you but Christ. Let's not you. Let's not you but Christ. You are starting a business. The business seems to be, you know, today is up, tomorrow is down. And people will tell you, oh, you know, life is up and down. No, my life never comes down. My life is life is up and up, glorious and glorious. He says from one level of glory to the next level of glory. Yes, not I, but Christ. Whatsoever is dead in your life can be revived. Why? Not not you, but Christ. Your fellowship with God. You haven't prayed. You can't even pray for 30 minutes now. Yet not you, but Christ. When you go to the place of prayer, you lift up your hands. Yet not I, but Christ. Precious Holy Spirit, you are helping me pray. Then, then all of a sudden, that's not you, but Christ, don't live in you. Your, your intestines begin to vibrate. Yes. God begin to through your body. I was praying, was it, was it Wednesday or Thursday? The night before. It was a Wednesday evening. I, I, I normally don't share this experience. I'm learning not to be sharing experiences, but let me share this with you. I was praying, I was praying, I was praying. And 
what seems like an electric shock the crown of my head to the soles of my feet Ooh, i'm like yes does it the next thing i found myself on the floor listen let's not cry but christ are you all with me are you all with me put no confidence in the flesh go to philippians chapter one let's end with that scripture Philippians chapter 3, sorry. Philippians chapter 3. Let's start from verse 1. Philippians 3, verse 1. Let's end the scripture. Yet not I, but Christ. Yet not I, but Christ. Yet not I, but Christ. Philippians 3, verse 3. Um, let's, let's just read verse 3. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Yes, please. Uh, Philippians 3, verse 3 says, For we are the circumcision which worship god in the spirit we worship god in the spirit. Ooh, have have we can spend a whole month teaching and worshiping god in the spirit we can spend a whole month oh boy i want to cry i love you so much my father i love you i love you Well, let's finish it. Let's finish it. I love you, Lord. Love yes. you. It says, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. I have no confidence in the flesh. I have no confidence in the flesh. I have no confidence in my flesh. I have no confidence in my flesh. My flesh will fail me. I'm not trying to live a holy life by the confidence of my flesh. I'm not trying to work in, in God's will for my life by the confidence of my flesh. I don't even pray by the confidence of my flesh. I pray, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. But Christ lives in me. There's the reason why we spend a lot of money trying to put together many meetings so that people will get to know this news that Christ is in us now. That you don't have to battle the depression anymore. You don't have to battle the illness anymore. You don't have to battle what you're going through anymore. That there is Christ in us. There is Christ in us. There is Christ in us. The revelation of the Son of God is now in, in the fullness in our spirits. That Jesus Christ, He came, He lived on earth, through the sick, preached the gospel, He died for you and he died for us that is why we await the glorious return of our master we await the rapture of the church we await the rapture of the church but at the sound of the trump the dead in christ will rise first and we that are alive and remain we shall together with them caught up and caught up with the lord and forever will be with him and forever will be with him that is the reason why we cry out with one statement maranatha come lord jesus Come, Lord Jesus. Jesus is not a fairy tale. Jesus is a reality truth. That Lord will come again. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That by this life and godliness, we we'll see and become all that He wants us to be. He says He has reconciled us unto the Father and has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Now we preach the gospel to others. We share with them the love of the master, the heart of the master. We don't go out there condemning them. No, we go out there proclaiming love. That come as you are. Because when you come as you are, you do not live but Christ. Christ in you, the desires of deism in you. Christ in you, that changes the desires of alcoholism. It is Christ in you. When Jesus gets hold of you, when the master gets hold of you, he says, For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The world all things are past. All things has become all things are of God, who has reconciled us to his father and has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. He made him one of sin for us that we don't get to sin, but live for God. He says, By the grace wherein you stand, you live for the master. Put on Christ Jesus. If any man is in Christ, is a new creation. In him we live, move, and have our being. We are in Christ. 
the best of it all. Uh, uh, um, Wesley, Wesley said, he said the best of it all, the best of it all is God with us. And, and you see, um, the man of God, Pastor Chris, puts a step ahead. He said the best of it all is Christ in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. That is the summary of our faith. The summary of this Christian faith is Christ in us. Many of us, it's not that we are better than the rest. No, it is that we have gotten hold of Christ in us. When we go to the place of prayer, we don't pray because we want to. Because Christ in us. There is so much God teaches us. Because you have gone to a certain theological, theological school. No, it is because Christ in us. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Lift up your hands to the heavens. Lift up your hands to the heavens. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Lift up your hands. Begin to sing to Him. If you want to sing, you can sing. At this point, you are at liberty to do whatever you want to do. Minister love. Minister love. Listen to what I'm saying carefully. Minister love to your master. Minister love to Him. I love you, Lord. Look for this song. I just love to love you by Love World Singers. I just love to love you. Jesus can be loved. God can be loved. God could be loved. And the, 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 the possibility of the love for God is Christ in us. The possibility of the love for the master is Christ in us. Christ in us. He says, be of good cheer, for you have overcome the world. This my little children. He says, do not be bothered about the one that could kill the flesh, but be bothered about the one that could kill the spirit. Jesus can be loved. Jesus can be loved. Jesus can be loved. It is love for God that drives you deeper for God. It is love for God that pushes you deeper in God. It is love for God that, that ascends you deeper in God. If there is no love for God and you want to ascend, you are ascending into nothingness. If there is no love for God and you ascend, you are ascending into, 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 into crisis. The, 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 the foundation of everything you will ever do is because we love him. The foundation of why Larry would ever be in ministry is because the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by his spirit. Right now, I want you to minister love to the Father. Tell him you love him. Let God hear you. Let God hear you. Let God hear you. The voice of the Lord is no doubt that you will not hear. I love you, my brother. I love you. What can be loved? The Bible said, him who did not withhold his own from you, would he not give you all things that you ask for? It is God's desire. Let me say, he says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be healthy. It is never God. God will never inflict you with sickness. God does not teach by devil's tools. God will not teach you by the tools of the enemy. God can be loved. I want you to declare to him, Lord, I love you. Declare to him, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. You see, years ago when the Lord saved me, my only prayer was God teach me to love you. Until today, it will forever be my heart cry. Because if you do not love him, whatever you are doing is nothing. It may be glamorous in the sight of men. But it is death in the sight of God. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Masuki Pratifinisuke, Rabba Fadiski Pratoshke Vrentene Messiah. It is you who raises men. You said you have found David, a man after your own heart. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. That out of the loins of this gathering, you found all, all, Lord, all, all that you want us to do, we do with speed, with love, and with strength. You will direct us. You will lead us, dear Lord. You would continue to help us. 
that it will never be about any self-ambition. It will always be about you and you alone, my father. Where the flesh wants to take boast, wants to take your glory, castrate us. For the one you love, you discipline. Continue to discipline me and discipline us. That at the end of the day, we will hear just one word. Well done, you good and faithful servants. That out of all of us, Lord, you raise an army of people that diligently seeks you, diligently loves you and honors you, Lord. Help us. Help us. Lord, help us. Help us. There is no one who has ever asked you for help. You did not help. Father, help us. And as Paul said, the Lord whom I serve stood by me and helped me. Lord, stand by us and help us. And you say, by our God, we run through troops. We put ten thousands and hundreds of thousands and a million to flight. We will announce your name to the nations, declare your presence to the ends of the earth. In the name of Jesus. Love you, my father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.